Yeah, this eye, this eye is like pretty much fucking blind. Not almost blind. It's like, yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that you have a head. <laughs> Can't. I can kind of see you smiling. But yeah. Not, not really. Huh. Um. How'd that happen? It just fucked up. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Awesome. You, if you put my glasses on, you can see it. Yeah. You'd be like, holy fuck. Oh, okay. Nice. My right eye is my strong eye. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Fucking eyeballs. Yeah. I need LASIK. <laughs> I don't have to work Would that glasses. fix it? it, can that, is it yeah, yeah. It? It's just, oh. it's that. I just like, it's, 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 I don't know what's wrong with it. It's not like a lazy eye at all. Yeah. I wish it was. That'd be fucking awesome. Just the lenses or the corneas, whatever they do. Yeah, what, I don't know what's wrong with eyeballs. Yeah. Eyeballs are fucking dumb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's us. Motherload Mystery Meat. Sorry. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about sausages and I didn't. <laughs> I'll let you do the intro. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> uh, we missed an episode. Sorry. Life got busy. Um, and um, But yeah, we're back and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff. So uh, here we go. What should we talk about? Let's talk about what's going on at Winter's Tavern. Oh, that's right. Let's start with that. Yeah, since, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So coming up on at Winter's Tavern, uh, there's a there's a, a few cool shows. Um, so hopefully we edit this in time. Uh, but Saturday, June second at nine p.m., the Lucky Egypts are going to be playing. They're a punk band out of Oakland. They sound super cool. They sound sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm digging their sound. Yeah, and they're also be a, a kind of a grungy punk band called uh, Dead Smile out of Arnold, and uh, they'll be cool too. There's a band in Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the more you know. Yeah. Um, Thursday, June seventh at eight. Uh, sorry, June second shows at nine p.m. Uh, Be there. Yeah. Thursday, June seventh at eight p.m. Uh, there's a band called New Dude. Uh, they're kind of a surfy, bluesy, indie rock sound out of uh, Boise, Idaho. Um, I. Yeah, they're interesting. I don't they're, know if they're... They're a little bit different. They might not be my cup of tea, but they might be your cup of tea, so check it out. They're also with um, this band called Like of the Dog. That band sounds hella cool. Yeah, they're kind of my style. They're fast-paced, kind of alternative rock, but they're really creative and, and technical, and uh, their drummer seems really tight, and their vocals are interesting and really he's, cool. He's got like a distinct vocal style that yeah. I, I was digging it. Yeah. They're out of Boise, too. Um, sounds like they're on tour together. Yeah. So that show... June seventh, Thursday night, eight PM. Um, and then this last one, I actually I screwed up the date. Give me one sec. Okay, it's uh, June tenth at eight PM. Um, that's a Sunday. There's a band called Cosmic Kitten playing. Uh, they're a, kind of a grungy two piece band with a chick singer out of uh, Downey, California. It sounds kind of like Nirvana with like a chick. Yeah, it's, that's how. That's what I got out of. Yeah, there. really cool, creative. Um, I like their sound a lot. Uh, so check them out. Yeah, you they're, guys might see us there. Yeah, they're playing with a band called Otis O O Tos O T O S. Um, I think like uh, something the other side was their like band camp, like out of the other side or something like this, that. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, oh, when okay. I clicked on it, that's what it showed up. Yeah, but yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, and I could try to find it again. This is, uh, it's actually just a single, it's a, seems like it's a single guy, uh, that kind of is doing some creative stuff. Um, and he's on a Modesto. So, uh, yeah. I'm okay. Out. I found it. Let me, let me tell you what it is. June on 10th. the other side. On the other side. On the other side. Okay. OTOS. Cool. Yeah. His stuff seemed interesting. So, uh, yeah. Check it out. Check it out, guys. He's from Modesto. All right. So coming up next. We are going to talk about DMV. Sure. DMV made the front page news of the Union Democrat. Um, 
I don't need to go in and read the whole article because everybody knows how DMV sucks. Um, yeah, last time I was at DMV, it took me about four and a half hours to do a a DMV printout. I had to do the actual like printout, not the one that you can get online now, but it still took me that long to do it. Um, one thing we kind of noticed and something that the the Union Democrat writer touches on is the idea that people are coming up from the valley to use our DMV. And they're making appointments, too. Like, so they're taking up appointment times. A lot of people in DMV when I was there were really upset about it. Um, thinking, yeah, like... I mean, just people coming up from the Valley to steal their slots when they could be doing... They could, you know, go through DMV and the normal two hours that it takes instead of the four hours that it takes. DMV is just overall shitty, though. Like, it's... When was the last time you were in DMV? Uh, I don't know. Once, twice a year. Whatever. How long does it take... For you to go through uh, half hour, forty five minutes. Damn! What do you do? Um, What's your secret? Yeah, just I don't know. Show up and wait. <laughs> Did, uh, go for forty five minutes. Go at like ten o'clock or something. You know, before the lunch rush. Shit. Yeah. Um. So I've tried to show up at like seven thirty. You know, to get there first in line. Mm-hmm. And that was actually last time when I got there at seven thirty. I waited five hours. I didn't leave there till oh about God. one. That's crazy. Um. I tried to show up at four thirty. Yeah. I got pushed through pretty quick, but I mean, it was still kind of hard to get there that late in the afternoon when other stuff was going on. Yeah. Um, no, so I was discussing this with my dad and then some, some of his friends about how to like to fix DMV's issues because DMV's like really, it's slow. It's like, I think, um, I don't know. I, I, do you even want to try to solve these issues? Is this something you want to talk about? Uh, no, the DMV. Like, okay, fuck it. The only thing worse than sitting in the DMV is listening to someone talk about sitting in fine. the DMV. Fine, fine. <laughs> okay, we can just cut this whole section out. Uh, I had a whole thing about how to fix DMV's problems. I get really bored at work, and this is what I think about. Uh, if you have if you have an interesting solution, for sure. It's a fucking dis- just, it's a solution that makes sense. It's not interesting. Okay. No, what we should do is we should switch to Arizona. And just you get your license when you get it. You have the same picture. Then when you turn sixty five, you have to go renew it. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how like little they care. No, I mean I think there's a lot of what you could do a like a web upload like you do anything else. Oh like, shit! Almost everything you do there could be done online. Yeah, like, I, no, I don't think they should let you make appointments if it's just gonna be like to pay registration. Yeah, I think that's bullshit, especially because you can do it online. You can do right. The, the unless you're training like a smog skirt, which is also done online now too. Right. The amount of stuff that they allow you to do online is. Um, unnecessarily restrictive yeah you can, it's like, all you can though. do is like pay your registration you can do a you can do your driver's thing now your uh driving record you can get that mm-hmm. your print off okay you can do transfer or not you, you can do notice uh, the liability transfer whatever the hell it's called yeah the release liability right you can there's other forms you can look up online or okay. you could submit online but really when i was in there it was everybody that was going in front of me was just paying their registration yeah yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know I could do this online. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could literally digitize the whole thing. I mean... Shit, dude, even if you just had, like, kiosks outside the fucking building. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. The fucking gas. blockchain, man. You can put it on the blockchain. <laughs> dude, there you go. Oh, my God. Bitcoin for DMV. Blockchain. You could, like, get a QR code on your registration slip and just scan it and then pay it instantly yeah, man. and not fucking worry about it. You want to, uh... You could even, like, print out, or not print out, but, like, distribute your stickers for your car right there. Yeah, yeah. How you, easy would that fucking be? That's a good idea. Um, See, are you glad we talked about DMV? <laughs> uh, I've been hearing a lot about, like, Bitcoin and the blockchain and stuff, and in most situations, it sounds like, like, just like these all these entrepreneurs just kind of want to apply blockchain. Have you followed blockchain technology or anything? A little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. It was in one of the, there was like this book I read about like future, the future industries. And that was like a big section on it. Was yeah. Like utilizing the blockchain for tons of stuff. Have you, do you know the concept where it's like a public ledger? Yeah. That yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and like people can see who changes everything yeah, and whatnot. So yeah, it's like, open. it's verified in multiple places before yeah. something's verified. So before something's considered like a, an actual data transaction that's yeah, verified. Yeah. And so, um, there's no way to hack it basically because it, it has to happen in multiple places. You have to hack in all those places. Yeah. And yeah. You don't know how many iterations it's going through. Right. Um, so genius, but it, so it's cool, but like just a lot of, um, 
a lot of entrepreneurs or startup people are like trying to apply it to just every single possible use case that they can imagine. Um, applying it to like, I, I mean, obviously like baking and money is like one application that's seen some, uh, some use and some success, but like, like, uh, educating, like education credentials. I, I heard someone was trying to do that or like to Why? verify that you, your teacher has a degree or, or, or something. I, I, yeah. There's uh, that. Do people care about that shit anymore. Like I feel like with education, it's like you go to the cheapest, most like expedited school you can right, get into and right. just not give a fuck about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, At least that was my feeling when right. I did it. Yeah. I still went to an accredited school though. I mm-hmm. double checked that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that was called like a roll coin or something. Was that one? There's, there's <laughs> one roll coin. Yeah. Um, like, Oh, I, okay. Roll like R O L E. Yeah. There's one that I was going to say roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that was like, um, what do they do? They're air, air, airline rewards points. Instead of like having a centralized, like you, you get your rewards points from your credit card company or from the airline itself. It's like the centralized system that they give you the points and they work with. I don't know. There's just like, they're trying to apply it to every single possible use case in the, in the startup yeah. world. And it seems pretty ridiculous, but for the DMV where it's like, where a public ledger would actually be helpful. Like, Everybody can see that a vehicle was transferred from one person to another. I don't it's know. Not, it would suck for the people like me that try to curbstone vehicles all the time and try yeah. to like yeah. do it the backhand. Like not really. <laughs> I'm incriminating myself like crazy, but really, it's all for the podcast. Um, someone that like I mean, we've gotten a lot of cars that weren't registered at the time when we bought them and stuff. So right. it kind of suck for that. But for newer cars, especially like going into the future of. Paying higher registration fees and having more restrictions on vehicles. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to do something like that. Yeah, that'd actually be really cool. I wonder. I'm sure someone else is thinking about it. He's much smarter than I am. But uh, Who knows, man? People don't think that much anymore. So. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do. They just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They overthink everything. Okay. Yeah. That's enough for DMV. DMV cool. sucks. <laughs> if you can do your shit online, do it online. Don't waste everyone else's time. Mm-hmm. Twain Hart Lake has shit in it, maybe, probably. Most likely. <laughs> uh, someone's septic system overflowed 30 gallons of shit water. Jesus. Into Twain Hart Lake. 30 gallons isn't a shitload, though. <laughs> 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 it's, it's not that much. <laughs> it So that caused the lake to be closed over Memorial Day because they were waiting <laughs> for test results that didn't show up in time. Um, so you're so, telling me there's not other shit in that lake? Oh, I'm sure there is, but you know, you gotta, you gotta do something. I guess you can't make people think that 30 gallons of shit water ends up in your lake and you do nothing. It all flows out, right? That doesn't inspire public trust. No, I guess not. All these lakes are so gross, though. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Dude, like, no, is, I know. Is I know. 30 gallons of yeah. shit that much of a deterrent right. for people I, up here? <laughs> it's just when you see it. When like everybody long. knows that everybody pees in the pool, but when you look up and you see someone peeing in the pool, like is it you're gonna get out of the pool? Even though you know there's 20 more people in the pool that are peeing in it as you're watching the person pee into the pool. You know what I'm saying? God, there's something about the uh, knowing about knowing that it happened that that, that I don't psychologically get people that, I, don't, I don't get people that shit in pools. Like I don't what? I don't understand that. Who does like that though. No, that's what I'm saying. Like you see it all the time. Like oh look a turd. Uh, I don't know if I see that. I was, I saw a way long time ago at Fleming Meadows down at Don Pedro. I, <laughs> I think it's just kids. But even then, like what kids? Like <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a floater. Oh my god! Like if you know it's gonna be a sinker, then yeah, by all means. What is this something you do? No, fuck no. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I went swimming. <laughs> okay, okay. God, could uh, you imagine though? Like, I, yeah, I thought it was only like little kids that did that. I don't think that's a thing. I've seen full size turds floating around. Oh my god, that's gross. Isn't that nasty? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a thing though. My whole thing about swimming in lakes and shit is I don't. Still standing water just isn't. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I like. I like to feel the flow around me, so I know like, hey. If something did shit in here, at least it's going downhill. Yeah. Well, every one of these lakes around here, just there's ducks. The the water doesn't flow very fast. The water's been through three different neighborhoods before it's got there. Like Twain Hart, 
Phoenix Lake, Crystal Falls. It's all like people's backyards. Yeah, there's Brent uh, Brentwood. Um, Cedar Ridge has a lake, two lakes maybe. I don't know, but yeah, there's lakes everywhere, and they're just they're in people's backyards. They the the inlets and outlets flow right through the middle of the the neighborhood. Um, it's great, and there's ducks you know everywhere. The water isn't very cold because they're super shallow. Yeah. Um, Cedar. So uh, Crystal Falls got shut down last year. Because the the back, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was shut down or there was just like signs saying that like some harmful flesh eating bacteria was found in the water, Jeez. so don't don't get in the water. You know, everything downhill from that has to have the same shit in it, right? right? The yeah, same, the same yeah. flesh eating bacteria. It goes straight down to Phoenix Lake, which is just as bad. I will say, when I was a kid living in Tuolumne, yeah, um, most of the ditches around town are actually full of like sewer. Yeah. Like overflowed sewer. Yeah. As a kid, we didn't know that, so we damn these pull these ditches <laughs> up and swim in them all day. <laughs> we gross. always try to figure out why we smell so bad yeah, afterwards. That's and like gross. now that I'm growing up, and it's like, oh wow, we were swimming, <laughs> literally swimming in <laughs> shit. You know the um, that the, explains a lot about me. Though, yeah, I think. right. That and the concussions. <laughs> you know the by the Twain Hart Park, there's that little pool of water. Yeah. That, you know that that runs down. I. I I used to see kids swimming in there all the time. Yeah. When I was younger and used to go over there and like, uh, it's like the nasty, like rusty pipe and you go over there now and the water's all milky. Uh, it, yeah. It's so gross. The one, the one that gets me now is in Tuolumne city by the, the, whatever it is, the place with the books, the library. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the place with books. Yeah. Yeah. The library, they, they have like that little nature pond thing and it, the water oh. doesn't flow. It's all stagnant. Oh, okay. At least it's got to be full of mosquitoes. That's gross. I haven't been over there. It's pretty when it's like yeah. not sitting in right, hot. Right, right, right. Um, did you ever go to that, uh, the swim hole beneath Phoenix Lake? Like in Phoenix Lake. Um, is it Elsie's? pool or is what that the, there's like a little cliff and like a little waterfall behind it you had to hike through like right next to someone's house to get down there i never did but i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah can you still get there i don't know unless they i think it might be private property that you have to walk on i don't know we should go explore that one day i so i went there a couple times and i never really thought about it because i was a kid yeah but it's like it's direct runoff from phoenix lake which is disgusting <laughs> Like even Phoenix Lake is disgusting. Like yeah, anything coming right? out of that's got to be worse than right? what's in the lake. Exactly, the lake's like fifteen feet deep. You know it gets super warm. It's just a mud All pit. The people just a disgusting it. mud pit with ducks. That's how I feel about White Pines Lake over in Arnold. That's oh, like yeah. the same like. Well, technically it's in White Pines. <laughs> it's like really shallow. Yeah, we had. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't get these. I I mean they're cool features, but. So the the pond at the the college that thing's just full of goose oh, shit. That's right? all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Someone took the goose, the geese. The wow. <laughs> Someone took the gooses. Someone took the geese too. I saw that on from the, the from college. The college they just yeah. stole it. They were like, there's a bunch of goss goslings. Uh-huh. A bunch of midget Ryan goslings running <laughs> around, and like the geese are just gone. I think like the parents. It's just the, the parents are gone. The know. goslings are gone. Yeah. It's crazy. It's kind of... Maybe they migrated. I don't think they could fly yet. Yeah, okay. I don't know how that works. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, it, the insinuation is that someone um, removed them. Ooh, why, though? They caused issues at the campus. I remember there's like a lot of... A lot of goose shit all over the place. But, I mean, it's part of having a lake on your campus. Like, yeah. It's, you deal with that crap. Huh. Literally. But yeah, I just saw that on one of the college groups I'm in. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, anyways. So now we talked about DMV. We talked about some shit. Cool. Um, people are super excited about it. Oh, my God. I was just making fun of this the other day. People are super stoked about Jamba Juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. That yeah. and the... Yeah. I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. I'll, I mean, it's it's cool. I, I, I was joking about uh, just every time there's an empty building in town, everybody goes crazy and thinks it's in and out. Yeah, and it's never it's never going to be in and out unless the population quadruples or something, you know. I think it has, and we get a yeah. major highway going through here or freeway. You never know. <laughs> a lot everybody, of industry is going to come everybody back. Everybody loses their shit whenever there's a new building. Like, oh, it's in and out. We got to get in and out. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's still not in and out. In and out's really not that great to me anymore. Okay, that's not true though. It's not true. No, it's you fantastic. Th- I don't know. I. I'm not that big on it. 
I had the Habit Burger. Or you had Habit, what? Habit Burger. What? Do you, what? Just look it up. Look it up really quick. Habit Burger. Habit Burger. It's way better. Habit? Habit. Like like, a, like what a monk wears? No, like I have a habit to eat burgers. It's the same thing. Is it the same? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then that. These uh, burgers are cooked by nuns. <laughs> How much did you pay for it, though? Okay, so the cost is, yeah, it, it is a little bit more. I think it was $5. Okay. I actually can't remember how much it Did was. Did it come with fries? came with fries. Um, They cook it, like, right on the other side of the counter. Yeah. So it's not, like, a big, long line going through the kitchen. It's, like, right there. Yeah. Not that I really care where it's cooked. It just it's, it was different than In-N-Out. Right. right. I don't know. Like, In-N-Out, I used to love In-N-Out as a kid. Like, yeah, look at those burgers. They look good. Yeah. Do you want to go to Stockton and get some? Yeah. I'll right. drive. Um. I actually don't have any money. Yeah. Anyways, there uh, I think I just ate in and out too much. It became like this thing where we'd always get it every time we went on a road trip. And right. now, like I get it, and it's like, I don't know. It's just not as good to me anymore. I don't think you're doing it right. I, I don't know. I tried a lot of their secret menu items. I've tried. You get an animal style? No. Oh, well, that's the problem. You get an animal style. They put. I tried an animal style before. I didn't like it, though. I just, I don't know. I do like in and outs cheese fries. Those are good. It's like the perfect cheeseburger. This is ridiculous. Like, there's no arguing. It's the perfect cheeseburger. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> With the animal stuff, it's the chopped up sautéed onions. They mustard fry the burger. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, put the special sauce on. There's nothing you could do that's better. Dude, the, t- the teriyaki burgers. No, it's too much. It's too good. much. It's, Dude, it's, okay, so, okay, this is my thing about In-N-Out. In in elementary school and in high school, every time we ever went on a field trip, that's where we always stopped. Mm-hmm. Every time, like going into adulthood, every time we went on a road trip, every time we went anywhere out of town, we went to In-N-Out Burger. So no, now, no, no, every time re- I go, no, every time I go, it's just like it gets a little bit more hollow. I think it's just as no. I'm growing up. That's a ridiculous argument. <laughs> everything you eat, everything you eat, you've eaten <laughs> hundreds of times before. Every burrito you eat, every course, everything that's good you've had before. There's nothing new that you eat. But see, so this is the thing. For me, it's to drive all the way down there to get it. Like, if there was an In-N-Out up here, I'd probably get it all the time. Like, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I still enjoy it, but, like, I want to try other things, too. I I get that. Right? But I don't think that diminishes. From- like, like, okay, we, we went all the way down. Well, not, I don't know. I Maybe I'm jaded because I really want an out burger up here. I know we're never going to get it. So I just say, well, fuck an out burger. <laughs> there it is. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I'm just not big on an out burger anymore. I'd rather stop and get like Panda Express or some shit just because it's, it's different. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb. I'm probably just dumb. Yeah. Their burgers are good. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The burgers are good. God, I probably just pissed everybody off. Everybody yeah. off. Like, yeah, damn. People are very excited about Panda Express. Which I think is funny. Are they? Yeah. Is that like a new thing or is that like... No, a- it's just like... Uh, I mean, not excited about it, but people like that place, you know? Yeah, it's good. But it's like... Um, Except the chick that does the one up here skimps so oh, hardcore. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to call her out on this shit. Yeah. Because my God, she'll do like a scoop and then like sprinkle a little bit off of it. Like, oh no, those two extra pieces don't belong. Yeah. And then like, so you get a bowl, which is like $2 less than like the, like the, the plate. Mm-hmm. And like it's literally like half full. Like how the <laughs> fuck do you sell something half full? Fill that shit as yeah. rice. It's fucking fried rice. Like <laughs> half a scoop doesn't cost you that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's not bad. Um. Well, I mean, if you're getting skimped, it's bad. Dude, it's horrible. Yeah. If you but get skimped, just the the. But the. I mean, to me, it's like the Olive Garden of like Italian food. Oh yeah. You know, and it's like people get so excited about it, but it's like. It's really shoddy food. Yeah. It's, it's like, like microwave food. It's like the McDonald's of a burger plate, you know? Yeah. Except their sesame chicken was super good. And they yeah. That. They haven't had that for a while. Mm. I don't want to get the sweet fire chicken breast. Yeah. And then maybe orange chicken. Their orange chicken is really inconsistent, though. Yeah. It could be, like, super spicy to the point where it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Or it could be, like, so bland it's like eating salt. Yeah. And, like, they don't have, like, an in-between, especially the one in Snore. I don't, I don't know. Have you been in Hong Kong Garden? No, I haven't. Where's Shout that? out to Hong Kong Garden. Where's that? Um, across from the Opera Hall, next to the, oh, red, the red carpet. Yeah, yeah, the oh. little the little Chinese place. I've never been there. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about downtown? Yeah, yeah, right next door to the car, the little tiny hole in the wall car shop. Yeah, red carpet. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. 
I need to try them out. Yeah. People have um, polarized feelings on them. They don't like, um, like if you go to B-Walk, it's very expected. Like you get a, like an orange chicken. It's going to taste like any orange chicken you get. Like you can, you know, you, it tastes like you expect it to taste. And it's very good. Um, but it's exactly what you expect. Yeah. Hong Kong Garden, they like, like, like their orange chicken, they use like actual oranges. And so you like taste like a zest that you wouldn't normally have. Um, that sounds super good. Yeah. And like their fried rice is like all like you can like it's just all super fresh vegetables like a dash of soy sauce and chow mein same thing real fresh you're making yeah uh how do we start talking about food so i think people that like it's not their favorite um they just it's a little different than like what they expect but the quality super good it's fresh and i love it because it's just it's all fresh and great great food so i don't know check them out if you haven't I need to go check it out. Yeah. I I really haven't eaten at a lot of those restaurants just because we just never did when I was growing up. Yeah, no, I love that place. God, no, no man. <laughs> Anyways, Jamba Juice is tight. I like Jamba Juice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of bummed that the the one, what was it, Yoga Yogurt, or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that that went out of business there. It's the other location in Sonora right, or downtown know. Sonora, but they all, they have weird hours. I haven't had that for like a I year. I can't or figure two. it out. I mean, I don't know what they, they seem they like. They're say seasonal, like, and then they also have strange hours. It yeah. says like open to six, and you walk up there at five, and they're closed. You're like, well, what the hell? <laughs> then you look again. It's like call to see the hours, or yeah. It was like I'm not gonna. I, I feel bad messaging someone on Facebook. Hey, open up! I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to load up my bowl with as many gummy worms <laughs> as I can. You know, because it's cheaper yeah. to do that than yeah. it is to go buy them. I purchase by weight. It's a cool idea, though. I like that, the yeah. concept of that. It'd be cool to do a pizza company like that where you like... Dude, I've totally thought about that. I actually wrote a whole business plan for it. I would love to do... If you want to see it, I have it. Hmm. I, I would like to see that. It would be profitable. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad. Hmm. Interesting. You, like, you take the like an individual pizza thing and then you, like, you add your shit to it. Yeah. As you're going, like, so, the kind of, yeah, I mean, just like that, and it's by weight, that's what it's, it's based at. Uh, so, Rosalinda's got a new uh, a new hearing date set. Um, Judge Kevin Siebert uh, set the date for 8.30 a.m. on July 6th. Um, I don't know. I, I, I assume that's public. Um, if you well, guys want to go watch, would be fun. watch the shit show go down. Um, Can I wear my tassels? <laughs> pasties. Pasties. Um, yeah, it sounds like the whole group's getting tried as a unit, but is being they're being represented by separate lawyers. I don't know exactly how it works. Um, but uh, yeah, there were there were some. Issues. I guess it was supposed to happen uh, sooner or within in the last few days, I guess, but, uh, some people showed up late and there were some issues with conflict of interest perhaps. And so, uh, so yeah. the guy that was at this strip club, like all the time, yeah, probably, I know, huh? That's yeah. What else? <laughs> what else? Well, I have a direct conflict of I, interest. Uh, My daughter's a stripper. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, who knows? They, yeah. They, they didn't uh, say what the conflict of interest it says, was. He specifically didn't give a, a reason for the conflict, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's they never do. So daughter. yeah, who knows? But uh, he said he wouldn't represent, uh, one of the women. Um, so yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen July 6th, 8 AM kind of on the same topic. There's a, uh, there's been a spike in, uh, STDs in the across California and also in uh, Gold Country. Um, I don't know if it just got released or whatever, but the numbers are here. Uh, <laughs> the cases of gonorrhea went from uh, twelve in Calaveras County in 2016 to 21 Damn. in 2017. Uh, cases of syphilis went from six to ten in the same time period. Um, in Tuolumne County, uh, chlamydia went from 138 cases in 2016 to 146 in 2017. For gonorrhea, uh, which was the highest jump for Tuolumne County, um, the numbers went from 34 cases in 2016 to 47 in 2017. Was Um, that the highest jump? That was the, yeah. 
that was 13 versus 8 for chlamydia. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, and syphilis uh, actually went down um, from... Well, thank God for that. Yeah. That's a silver lining. I don't worry about syphilis anymore, guys. <laughs> 2016, there were 29 cases, and that went down to 21 in 2017. Um, and then in... Uh, Across the whole state, the rates are rising as well. Um, they found more than 300,000 cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis um, in 2017, which is a hike, a 45% hike over five years. And that leads to, uh, led to 30 stillbirths um, in 2017, which is unfortunate. That is sad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know. Be careful, guys. That's, yeah, that's yeah, guys yeah, and girls. Be you, careful who you're shacking up with. If you wear condoms, um, the numbers go way down. It's it's it very uh, effectively protects you from. Or just don't have sex. Also that, but if you have to, we're uh, <laughs> if you have to, we're biologically. If you have you know, to do it, abstinence cannot be expected. No, it cannot. Uh, that was supposed to be a joke. No, I know. I'm not. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you took me seriously. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just don't have sex, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not worth it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. What was it? What's the meme going around? I love that $7 sundress costs you 70 grand in child yeah, support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Bag it up. Double bag it to be safe. Is that solid medical advice? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the Jackass Hill signs that got stolen? I'm oh, no yeah, so that's pretty dumb. The There's got to be better signs to steal than that. Uh, they're stolen. They were on the incident. Feet someone's oh, asking where they went. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. No, that, that is good, funny. Good local news. That is funny, like, the Jackass Hill like, signs gone. Yeah, you could have gone harder than that. I guess not around. That's the best one around here, probably. That one's kind of tricky because it's on those curves. I. You'd have to. Is there a good place to park for those signs? Mm, yeah, that's true. If you went up the road. I always wanted an E17 sign for Ptolemy Road. Yeah. And no one. I asked my girlfriend every single year for that for my birthday. What is it, E17? Yeah, it's like County Road E17. Yeah, yeah that's all I want and I'm never going to get one. Why do you want that? Because it's E17. It's where I live. It's oh, okay. Like, no, that's cool. I just right? I didn't know if there was any. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty okay. much just that's it. No, that's awesome. One day I'll steal one. Yeah. I want a 108 sign as well. And. How we force. Yeah. I want all the signs. I wanted that girls, girls, girls sign. I really wanted that sign, but it's <laughs> gone. Yeah. That thing was gone like yeah. a week after it closed yeah. down. Calaveras County is currently offering free condoms through the mail. Oh, through the mail? We'll put the link in the show notes. No excuses, guys. Snail mail that condom. <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about some supervisor stuff because you guys know we like to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Well, this is probably the last one before the vote, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yep. This is probably, and, and this might be published after the vote even. No, no, no. I no, think take, we can eh, get it no, no. We don't have that much to say, honestly. Uh, we, we couldn't pick up the, we, we both missed the meeting. Yeah. And um, all we have to go off is some different accounts of what happened there. Yeah, but, uh, but we'll discuss it because yeah. it's, they're we'll, quotes we'll talk about and it. We, we, we can, we can talk, we can say quotes, right? That's legal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this was the one that was in Tuolumne City that was hosted by Somerville High's Debate Club, I believe. Uh, so we had all four of the, the candidates that are running because this is in District 3. I don't think any District 2 people were there. Sylvester, Cancio, Kirk, and Rasmussen. Those ones. Yes. All right. So one of the topics that came up was the idea of sustainable logging and what the, each candidate would do to support that. The question was, you know, kind of put in place like it is the town's history, especially Tuolumne City. This is where the debate was held. So they talked about stuff like the Lumber Jubilee and, you know, all the... We had the West Side Lumber Mill or Pickering Lumber Mill, depending on what area you want to go back to. Uh, Cancio talked about um, the Master Stewardship Agreement involving the collaborative of the, you know, the 24 different entities. One of them was the Stanislaus National Forest, where a lot of the logging takes place. The other one is, um, I don't know if SBI is part of that or not. They might be. But it's like environmentalists, logging groups, pretty much all the stakeholders that are going to be in place to 
promote that kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rasmussen and Kirk, they want to lobby the state and the federal government to make environmental regulations less strict. Uh, they blame those for hurting the timber industry. And then Sylvester, it's pretty much just pushed for more funding to staff the U.S. Forest Service. Um, I know firsthand that a lot, of, just because I did, used to do a lot of wood cutting and a lot of like timber sale prep, uh, and I have family that is kind of in the Forest Service or used to be in the Forest Service, recently retired. Um, the Forest Service doesn't have a lot of people like doing timber sale stuff. It's, yeah. it's dismal with how many projects they got going, how many um sales that they're trying to prepare for the public to even bid on. Yeah. And there's not a lot of workers out there and the government isn't doing the federal government isn't doing any favors by, you know, hiring people on to fill those roles. Mm-hmm. So Wester actually brings that up and says we need to get we need feet on the ground to set up those timber sales. Mm-hmm. And I mean until we have timber sales like that along industry is gonna be what it is. Um, but that being said, though, logging and even mining isn't an industry that makes sense to base your town around. Yeah. It works for a time, like it used to in the 50s, and, you know, when we were going full scale, but wood, I mean, you can only sell so much wood until you don't have either wood to sell or so many people have wood that they already bought that you can't sell anymore, and it's just going to sit in storage. Yeah. And you don't want to store wood because it loses value as it dries out. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's really weird to pr- keep, you know, pushing these businesses up to the top and like, hey, we need to promote these businesses. We need to, I mean, those businesses are going to be fine on their own, essentially. Once prices get low, once the price of gold or when the cost to retrieve gold or the cost to harvest timber falls to a certain level, or the price that the market's paying for those products rises to a certain level, it's going to continue. Right. It's literally supply and demand. We've talked about this before, but, I mean, it's yeah. competitive. You know, every, like, you, it's not just it's not just standalone. You know, we're talking about industries that, that sell to other parts of the state, other parts of the nation, other parts of the world. Um, and, I mean just if you look at the, at the like the ways that the more successful areas of the state are are being successful um and look at the like the housing booms the the um the income levels you know that that are taking off like um just a, an industry that's stagnant. Like you can only put, pull so much wood out of the forest. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, um, people are going to go only buy so much of it before. Right. This this industry isn't gonna isn't gonna spike to main, maintain competitiveness with the the rest of the industries across. It's the, cyclical. I mean, it's yeah. It, yeah every thirty year, maybe twenty to thirty years, you're gonna have like okay, we're gonna produce a lot of timber, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna kind of dip down a little bit, and just you know, that's just how it is. Like right. mining, like. And that, that's the thing with the, these these industries. The more people go out and retrieve that material, the less it costs on the market. Yeah. So the less money they're going to actually get for it. Yeah. The more gold that's out there to be sold, the lower the prices mm-hmm. are. You know, like, and that's just basic, what, when did you learn about the gold standard? Like, eighth grade? Yeah. That's, like, not even economics. That's, like, something that we learned forever ago. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we have talked about this before, and it's, I mean... It's weird that this is like, oh, I'm gonna make my my base. I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask these questions to these supervisors when they literally the Forest Service is gonna do whatever they want to do. SPI is gonna do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can have an agreement, but it's really, I don't know. I understand that for the people that are in this industry, it's a very important topic to them. I understand that as uh, well. You know, and that's and that's great, and I think we should do what we can to um, promote the industry a little bit. Yeah, but to promote not, the industry but you and shouldn't to support base them. Your economic, your county, your county's right. economic, yeah, goals and your economic strength just on these two yeah, industries. For the county as a whole, I think we need to be looking past, looking back, look at what other successful counties and cities are doing, and emulate that. And it's not. It's not in, I mean, and granted, you know, the, the, the landscape of this area is unique. And so yeah. you do have to look at certain counties that have that. And okay. But yeah, I just basing it entirely on, or, or primarily on, um, logging and mining, I think is just an unwise move to make. 
So I don't know. I, I get the sentiment of oh, it's, you know, my great grandpappy worked at right, the mill, right. and the his historic, grandpappy yeah. worked at the mill, and you know, like that. Look how much the world has changed in the past yeah. twenty years. I mean, the past ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really. I don't know. I think we need to get with the time. And there's no real, like, it's not a zero-sum game. Like, it's literally not like, oh, well, if we focus on tourism or we focus on a tech-based industry up here, then we cannot have logging. We can't have mining. That's not true. Yeah. You can still have those industries, like, and they can still exist, and they're still going to exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. No, definitely. Uh, Yeah, but uh, historic precedence is no reason to, like, continue on a path. Like, you have to reevaluate. And that's what... uh, I mean, that's what I would expect and I would hope the voters would expect from a potential government candidate is someone who doesn't just look back to the good old days and see, okay, that's how we want things to be. Like, no, you look forward and look at what's going to create a strong path for us moving forward. Um, yeah, don't just be, this is how things used to be, so we're going to try and incorporate this or make this a thing because it's how it's always been. Like, that's that's a good way to get left behind, you know? Oh, yeah, it's a good... And those other... Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to not ever advance. Yeah. And the the thing is, other counties are advancing, and it's not that. Like I said, it's not that these businesses won't exist anymore. They're still going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're still going to operate, and they're still going to be probably sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's just their their business period is a lot longer than. You know, it's it's every gen every pretty much every generation is going to have that boom, and then it's going to, yeah. Anyways. I'm not going to keep beating on the law. No, it's all good. Um, next topic that they kind of discussed was the debate over water, talking about if they should enlarge Lyons Dam to hold back more water. Yeah. Or or if Tuolumne Utilities District should take steps to make its ditch system more efficient. Whoa, my voice is going down. <laughs> um, Sylvester mentioned she brought up the cost of increasing the storage. I think... Um, she brings up that at one point it was $72 million in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and that she thinks that they should look at other ways to increase water supply. Yeah. Um, the things she suggests are underground storage and then dredging the existing reservoirs. Mm-hmm. Kirk says that he would go after some of the the water, the money that was allocated for water storage projects from the state. I think it's $2.7 billion. Out of the $7.5 billion water bond approved by California voters. Um, and he would use that to expand lines. Rasmussen says he's not in the damn building business. And uh, thinks that the state shouldn't go down that road again. Um, he agrees with Sylvester's dredging suggestion because... Yeah, he goes on a little uh, environmental kick here. Yeah. Can't, did Cancio say anything? I don't think Cancio said anything. I don't know. Yeah, anyways, I kind of I agree, agree with Sylvester. I think dredging them makes more sense. You're moving a lot of the sediment that's kind of in there, and if there's sediment in there, that's displacing water. I was so. just reading a thing. I don't think it was related to any of this, but they... they or was it? I think I was reading about um, <clears throat> Lake Berryessa, just out of this weird Wikipedia kick. Um. Lake Berryessa has one of those super weird uh, spillways where it just looks like a hole in the water, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called Glory Hole, I think. Yeah. Yes, it is called that. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I was trying to avoid that, but it's all good. What's wrong with Glory Hole? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> we like Glory Holes. Well, There's one in Angel Camp. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> I was reading about how in 97 someone fell into the spillway. Yeah. And it's just a vertical 200-foot drop. And they yeah. Died, and she died. Um, anyways, uh, in the Wikipedia article for Lake Berryessa, or the dam, um, what's the, the dam called? Mackenzie um, or something? I'll pull it up really quick. Uh, Monticello Dam. Monticello. Monticello, Monticello, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, Damn, so, look at that beautiful, sp- dude. I li- I like that spillway. That thing looks. It's crazy, cool. huh? Yeah. So while well, I was on the Wikipedia for Berryessa Lake and uh, the Monticello Dam, um, 
they, someone, I think on there, someone was saying that over sometime in the history, they did a test and they basically dredged it to see how much, um, sediment comes down and, and fills up. And, uh, they're saying it's actually very little. It's very, it's pretty insignificant. The, I think it depends where you're at. It probably does. I think when you're at a lot of places like that, um, especially places with a lot of, uh, Closer up to the to the hills, or I, well, I think places that have good root systems, good vegetation, yeah. it's going to hold a lot of that sediment back. Yeah, because I mean, erosion doesn't happen as much right. in those areas. Right, but you get places like Lyons or even Hetch Hetchy. I know Hetch Hetchy studies where I can actually pull that up right now. Oh, okay. Essentially, like it depends where you're at. Like the the Glen Canyon Dam probably mm-hmm. gets way more sediment than you know. Hmm. Like then hedge hedge yeah. would oh, be just sure. because of the, the zone that's around the it. The nature of the the, the yeah. difference I've my educated guess the difference between like something like Barryessa versus hedge hedge or lions mm-hmm. is that there's not a lot of vegetation further up. But there's right. still sediments right. that are gonna wash down with the snow. Yeah. And that's a really big watershed of snow that's gonna be flowing into those rivers. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas Barryessa doesn't really get the snowpack. They don't have a watershed like that. It's just you know, typical rain that fills that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's obviously stuff further up that's, I think, further up flowing into that lake. Mm-hmm. But there's other dams along it as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for me, like, dredging costs a lot less than building a whole dam. And even if you dredge 10 feet out of the bottom of the lake, that could save you from building 10 feet on top of the dam. Here we go again with the fucking 10 feet shit. 10 feet. Remember with the, like two episodes ago, we just tried to bust out a bunch of math. Oh shit. Yeah. That yeah, was hilarious. <laughs> God. Okay. So I shouldn't throw numbers out. No, it's all good. I, I'm just using like an, an example. Like if we were yeah, to dredge no, 10 you're right, feet you're right. out, yeah. I mean, it might not provide us as much as if we raised it by yeah. 10 feet, but it might cost us substantially less. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, the per gallon cost might cost benefit could be better. Yeah. There we go. The business terms over there. Freaking business major. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that was the last thing they talked about as far as like questions go. Mm-hmm. They they ended well. Kirk ended by saying that he doesn't want a board of supervisors made up of retired people. And then Sylvester and Cancio said they'd retire from their jobs. I believe Rasmussen is not working right now. But yeah, I think it's crazy to think that. Sorry, what were you uh, Kirk just keeps saying this like. Po- Making digs at the age of the of the board of supervisors, which I don't think he's wrong. I think it is a bunch of old people. I don't think he's any better though. Look at his policies. I don't feel like every anything I've heard from him is representative of a younger, more progressive person who wants to see things change in this county. I feel like I honestly feel like Sylvester is doing a better job of catering to the youth. Yeah, then just because you're young doesn't mean your policies actually reflect the way that the younger people think. Yeah. And I don't think they do. Even Rasmussen really seems to think more about the the younger side of things, at least in some of his policies. Um, Cancio, we don't really pick on him a lot. You know, he Uh, he just doesn't really have a lot of stuff out there. Uh, The quote from Kirk is, I represent the next generation of leaders rising in Tuolumne County. Okay. Uh, I don't think he does. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't feel like he represents anything I really stand for. I mean, yeah, he's younger than the other people on the board mm-hmm. or on that are running for the board, but that's about all he's got. Yeah. Um, going back to the whole thing about logging and that being the industry, um, a lot of the some of the topics that they discussed in previous meetings and not in their posts on Facebook and mm. whatnot, they talked about tourism and how tourism isn't an is not an industry that Tuolumne County should be promoting. Who said that? Uh, specifically, Rasmussen. Right. Rasmussen thinks that t- tourism is going to continue no matter what we do. So far as to go to make a post on his Facebook that th- this is the poll. I'll just read it. This is on the Rasmussen for Supervisor page. Mm-hmm. And this is where he starts. Let's pretend we are in a deficit. You have to cut $1 million to balance the budget. Your only choice is what do you do? Then he uh, frames it by the first option, lay off county staff. Second is defund visitors bureau with no other um, options. 83% of respondents said to defund the visitors bureau where 17% said lay off county staff. Uh, this got 71 votes. 
And one of the people that actually commented on it, there was only one comment, and I, for some reason, didn't screenshot it. But essentially, oh, let me try to find it. Why wasn't stimulate the visitors bureau in the in the marketing efforts for tourism on that poll? What? Why wasn't like stimulate the oh, yeah. the tourism marketing efforts on that poll? Well, that that's what I'm gonna talk about. Like it's. Or, well, yeah. Like, it, what are your it, options? Lay people off? Or, oh, shit, or there's 39 comments on it now. Like, how about stimulate it so more money comes in? Well, that, that's what I'm p- kind of pissed about with this poll. Like, okay, so I have a kind of a statistics background, mm-hmm. and literally your survey data that you receive is only as good as the survey questions you ask. Yeah. And when you say, I know Rasmussen's claiming he's not a politician and whatnot, but when you phrase questions like that, that's what a politician does. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. literally, you're making a point of, oh, we only have two options. We cannot right, pay anybody, or right. we could just defund the the visitors bureau, yeah. which is also a way of defund, like not paying your county employees too, because they're they're employed by the county. Yeah, you know, it's a logical fallacy. It's a like a false dilemma. Yeah, fallacy where yeah you set up a situation by presenting two options, ignoring the other two. And then even ignoring like any um any reasoning behind the two. Yeah. Like it's a it's either this or that, there's no yeah. in between. The only option is cutting um cutting funding, not what if we tried to you know, create more funding instead of cutting yeah. funding? Yeah. What if we generated more revenue instead yeah. of trying to what if the budget was bigger? Yeah. You know, like what what why not think like that? So some of the people in the, the, the thing actually has 39 comments. The When I screenshotted it, it was far less. Uh, first guy, are we saying people's names on this? Uh, I don't know. What, what do you mean? Mr. Poor on Facebook comments, always more questions to ask. What you do should depend on the desires of one's constituency. Maybe there are some places to cut staff. Also, does the Visitor Bureau have a net positive effect on county revenue? This is why we should have people that can reason in politics. Yeah, so then Rasmussen replies, yes, the Visitors Bureau should, in theory, give us a net positive. It's much like gambling. Profit from advertising is not a guarantee. Uh, yeah. I mean, no profit is a guarantee. That's that's that business well, you, well, works. You, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, like all, all the tax revenue comes from business profit. In one way or another, yeah. Well, if if it's not the business actually paying taxes it's, on their profits, yeah, it's property taxes. It's, which the, is, it's the people that are living here to work at those businesses that are paying property taxes. Right. It's a, a state sales tax. I don't know if I mean, the money is all obtained through business. Yeah, which none of which is a guarantee. So this some guy gets on is on here. Um, actually says a lot of good stuff. I'm gonna try to paraphrase it because it's kind of long. It's Mister Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Visitors Bureau supports small local business in Tuolumne County. They bring in visitors to this county from all over the world and specifically promote the small businesses in the county from retail to accommodations to restaurants. Tourism brings in more than $250 million. It actually went up by 13% over last year, if you need numbers to back that up, to this county and the bit and the businesses supported by the Visitors Bureau employ a few thousand workers. Like it or not, it is one of, if not the largest industry in this county by workforce. Guess what happens when tourism here starts to trend down? Hiring slows down, workers lose their jobs, and in some cases, local businesses close. While nobody wants to cut county staffing, not suggesting that happen, we likely have more total people losing jobs in this county if you see a cutback in tourism spending in this county. That was a mouthful, but that's nice. totally true. Yeah, yeah. Like, essentially... Yeah, you might cut a couple of county jobs, but if you cut the visitors bureau, you could lead to a lot more cuts. Right, and like you were saying, no profits guaranteed. Yeah, no revenues guaranteed. I mean, you have to be smart about it. No business is going to go out there and just spend a shitload of money on advertising and then not back yeah, that. Yeah, we advertising pay one dollar on advertising, and we for sure are going to get this return. Like it, that never just, happens. Yeah, you can't get those numbers. And it's a fallacy to think that the advertising alone is going to bring that money in. You know, like if you've got to support your local businesses after you spend the money on advertising, you got to put some meat behind that yeah. menu, you know? Yeah. And I think we do have a historical precedent for at least some success there. Yes. I, yes. I mean, 
Yeah, everything's going to be a gamble, no matter what industry you stimulate. Who's to say people are going to buy wood, you know, or gold or whatever the whatever we're mining, you know? Like, no matter what you stimulate, there's no guarantee someone's going to buy your stuff, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the well, nature the, the, of... Well, the thing I'm looking at, like, if you... If you spend a lot of money on advertising and then think, oh, okay, we spent too much on advertising, it's not going to work, so mm-hmm. we're not going to finish completing our product. Yeah. Or we're not even going to ship our product to our vendors. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, see, our advertising failed. Yeah. See, he told you it was going to fail. Like, well, you didn't even fucking try. Yeah. You know, if you're going to spend money on advertising Tuolumne County as a tourist destination, and you know, instead of cutting that fund, instead of cutting the visitors bureau, support it more, give it more yeah, support, and yeah. make sure that it can facilitate people coming yeah. up. Um, yeah, you got some people. This is replies. Visitors bureau sounds like bullshit. It's political double talk. Like Representative Gerald Poor is spewing out here. That's got this county or country going to shit in a in a hell basket. Wow, pardon the spelling here. <laughs> Time to make a bold decision. Time for sins to become common again in America. Visitors Bureau, my ass, cut it. What? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it makes no sense at all. Um, <laughs> states, you need visitors to keep their revenue coming in. It's basically the marketing director to get people interested in visiting the county. I would fly them to Japan, Asian countries, Australia, UK to get them in touch with travel agencies, local hotels, bed and breakfast, the like. Uh, paraphrasing, it's a big marketing agency for the county as well as businesses to find ways to pour businesses here in the... Okay, never mind. Walking visitors at the Visitor Bureau isn't really the main focus. It's a platform for visitors and local businesses. The actual office isn't going to attract thousands of visitors. It's the plan, flight, meet, and greet. Okay, it's a plan, flight, meet, and greet marketing, like guerrilla marketing. Then I, I agree with that. Like, I think a lot of people are just looking at the Visitors Bureau as just the building and just the, the brick and mortar that people walk into. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a lot more than that. Um, another thing that I actually interviewed there a while back. Where? The Visitors Bureau. Oh, yeah. I actually like went in there and interviewed and talked to them about like where they get some of their funding. A lot of their funding comes from the Heads and Beds tax, which mm-hmm. is like a, the California hotel tax. Mm-hmm. So um, the more people they get in hotels, the more money they get from the state. Oh, nice. So it's not necessarily a direct uh, county spending thing, mm-hmm. per se. Here's someone talking, I think, believe it's... Mm-hmm. Says the majority seem to use the internet for gathering... Or for information gathering. Well, I get that the Visitors Bureau has a large clout in the local area. I seriously wonder what would happen if they simply didn't exist. There would still be business websites available and others would fill the void. Others that can fund themselves. Um, yeah, that's the same thing. I think this, the, a lot of people are misinterpreting the Visitors Bureau for the actual building and not just like the whole organization as yeah. itself. yeah. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. If you see that pamphlet that they put out, that's, oh, and yeah, it's all over the Bay Area and stuff. Like, yeah. they, they do a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, I actually found it when we were in North Carolina. Yeah, there was a pamphlet talking mm. about the. Uh, it, we were near a cave, and it was talking about Mercer Caverns and whatnot. Oh, like, they cool. actually had their. I don't know if there was a visitor's bureau that got it there, but I mean, yeah, probably wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um. The same guy says, while we were here, just what does the economic development thingy actually accomplish? Not meetings and hopes actually generate more money than it costs. Okay, so Rasmussen's, one of his final replies on here is, I'm getting a lot of heat for bringing the subject up. Visitor Bureau, tourists versus community. I'm merely voicing the concerns of the citizens, friends, and family. The voters approved the TOT tax to help provide or to help provide revenues to help county services. The TOT doesn't affect the big businesses, but it does hurt the small ones. I do not know what the TOT tax is. See, this is a, this is mm-hmm. quote. This is just one of the many important issues that needs to be addressed. The visitors bureau is clearly a waste of money. Most visitors slash tourists are using modern technology in quotes, the web slash internet. Some use in quotes, word of mouth from friends and family. The rest are return to repeat business. Elimination of the Visitors Bureau is just to start the major overhaul our local government needs. I, yeah, I, it just blows my mind that people don't understand what it is yeah. or what it does. I mean, they, and that they're all basing, these places don't magically just end up on the internet yeah, without well, some effort, you know? Like, just because the Mercer Caverns doesn't 
know how to use a cell phone, it's a cave. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Like, it doesn't make sense that they're literally attributing just a small brick and mortar to be this whole thing yeah. that costs X amount of money, and they don't even know what's going on in the background. And maybe the visitor bureau needs to come out and actually say more of what they're doing. Maybe I, I mean, if there's this much of the yeah. public that doesn't understand yeah. what they do, maybe they do need to step up and be like, "Hey, this is all the stuff we do. This is our budget. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. we allocate to doing online promotions. Sure. This is what we allocate to making you know brochures." Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe in a perfect world, you know, every small business marketed their their business perfectly across the whole state. Um, Marketing's hard, though. Yeah, marketing is hard, and um, especially for small businesses. Yeah, that, people like, don't have the budget, and yeah. you're not going to get the cohesive. Um, like, take that toy shop, the Little Roots Toy Shop in downtown yeah. Sonora. Nobody's going to make a trip from San Francisco to come to your toy shop. No one. But you see a magazine spread that's you know beautiful downtown Sonora and all the all the shops together and it's a cohesive package like oh that looks dope yeah look at all this cool this cool stuff that will make this our our weekend getaway or whatever yeah um nobody has the power to do that like sure maybe maybe all the small business owners decide to band up and do something but um I that's a I wouldn't expect it no and you can't um. If we're going to agree that having small businesses being successful downtown Sonora is a public good, yeah, then there's no reason why the Visitors Bureau shouldn't be there facilitating yeah. that. Yeah, I mean... And there's no reason yeah. why we shouldn't be spending money to facilitate the Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't expect the small businesses... Because in the long run, we're going to end up paying more to have those small businesses doing it. Because yeah. the customer ultimately pays for everything. Yeah. It would be cool to get like a financial analysis, and it'd be tough because you don't really have a control... No, you have you have no control. Yeah. Um, I think it might be hard to get some of those businesses to give up numbers too, because I know a lot of them are probably operating like barely on the margin. Like they're yeah. they're probably barely existing. And especially you know? with the the you know the turnover in businesses in that area, like it'd be some hard. Some don't get, even last six months. Yeah, it'd be tough to get numbers on like pre visitors bureau post, but I don't know. There should be some way to get some numbers that is actually. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't, um, know, I don't know how you do it, but I mean, you survey people. It'd be cool to do a survey like yeah. that. That'd be something I'd be down to yeah. try to do and yeah. then maybe sell it to the, um, I don't know who'd buy it, but it'd be cool to do that as a study. I yeah. might do that when I get bored. Yeah. I feel like people are saying that people are using modern technology and whatnot. When you look on Instagram and you're looking at pictures of Tuolumne County, a lot of the pictures that you're seeing are pictures that are being reposted by the, by the visitor bureaus, yeah. the visitor bureaus page. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they they are doing that. Like, if you just look on Instagram right now, I'm sure the first couple of posts for Tolomey County would be from them. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there are you know people do share their stuff, and it does get around, but it's not going to have that concentrated push like a agency that or a bureau that that's that their actual purpose. It's, like you know, yeah, people just posting stuff on Instagram, like it'll get out to your friends, but it's not going to get out to everybody who stands in line at a place that has a relevant audience, you know? Yeah. Um, I also think that one of the people on there was talking about the Black Oak Casino and their events that they're holding now. I think they're able to hold events like the ones that they've been holding, mm-hmm. the Justin Moore concert that mm-hmm. was just a couple of days ago. Yeah. I think they're able to hold events like that because we have a more concentrated marketing focus to bring yeah. people up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't have that in the past. I mean, they had I some mean, smaller events. I think events. they're a great example. They kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're marketed too much by the Visitors Bureau. Not Maybe through them, but I, I think it's like... No, I'm just so I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're marketed too much by them, They but they have their own marketing efforts, yeah. and it's clearly working. Anybody you talk oh, yeah. to in in the, the Bay Area, and, you know, I, I have family all over the state, and everybody comes up to Black Oak, yeah. you know? Um, they clearly have a marketing effort put into place to pull ter- um, money in from other counties, other areas, and it works, you know? Yeah, they have, they have the funding to be able to do that, fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Small businesses can't do that at all. Like, right. could, you, could you imagine a small business bringing Justin Moore up yeah. to play an event yeah, yeah. to promote your, you know, people mm-hmm. using your actual business? Like, you couldn't do that. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of an archaic perception to... Thing that, oh, word of mouth will be fine. Oh, people, they can make their own websites. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, that's that's bullshit. Yeah. 
Um, so I let it. I don't know what you guys think about tourism up here versus you know other industries, or you guys think about kind of what the candidates are discussing as far as they go. I do know that the the deadline to vote is I think June 9th. I think that's election it's day. June fifth. Okay, cool. All right, so election day is June fifth. Um, I mean, you guys don't have to listen to any of our advice or anything we really discuss if you don't want to vote for whoever you think um, is closest to representing you. Sylvester, you think that's the best one? <laughs> yeah, that's who I was going to vote for too. <laughs> like on it, honestly, that's yeah. what, I really like Aaron Rasmussen at the beginning, but his stance on tourism just kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Um. Anyways, vote for the person that you think is likely to represent you the best and support your agendas. We'll see what happens. And next time we record something, you guys will already know who won, and we'll know who won. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This this episode has been a great episode. (laughs) The greatest of all episodes. That's right. Make Mystery Meet great again. Make the Motherload great again. Fuck, we're just rambling. Yeah, boy. End it. Have fun, guys. It's been good. We'll see you um, next time. Yeah. Hopefully in two weeks. Peace. Peace.